Right, guys, and welcome to the episode three of the ACM podcast. Uh, today, we've got an extra special guest. We have uh, none other than Andrew Tracy, uh, all-round cool dude, uh, master of resourcefulness, yep. and genuinely one of the, I think, the nicest, one of the nicest people in the fitness industry. Been very supportive to us, and uh, yeah, it's great to have him on the podcast. You might have recently seen him on the front cover of Men's Health, yeah. Um, and I think that's a great way to kick off. So, um, without before we dive into, into that position, what was that like in general, being on the front cover? Um, and yeah, like how, how did that come about? And yeah, a uh, little bit more insight into everything that went on there would be great. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me, guys. It's greatly appreciated. And for the for the lovely intro, <laughs> one of the nicest people in fitness is a that's a title I um, I'd be very more than pleased with. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. So you've like I think we've reached out to a lot of people, and uh, you've always been very supportive to us. I think for people just getting into the industry, that's yeah. that's massively appreciated. So yeah, no, n- nothing but true words there, man. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, before I answer your question, I just want to say the, the one thing I think about a lot is just be the person that maybe you needed when you started. Like I always try and mm. maintain that kind of mentality. So it's greatly appreciated. Um, on to your question. The the cover's like kind of weird because <laughs> I'm 30, I'm nearly 33 now. And it was something I thought about a lot when I was like, 16 i don't know if, i don't know if you guys will even remember but men's health used to run a, a cover model competition every, every year and uh when i was 16 i was the first gym i ever worked at i was 16 17 and it was it was quite a big deal for the like the smaller guys so we had a magazine rack in the gym and it was like a three-tier rack and it, it was interesting it kind of went down in a like size order so on the top I don't even know if this is still going in, but on the, the top kind of tier, there was Flex, which at the time was like Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and the, like the, the ridiculous, you know, yeah. the, the biggest man on earth. Mm. And then the next one down was Muscle and Fitness, which was like, it's produced by the same people as Flex, but it, I guess it was supposed to be the more attainable version. But even, mm. even so, the guys on there would be like the guys who do like Olympia physique now. Like yeah. they're still, what's, how can I put this? It's still not very, it's still not very, how can I say, like naturally attainable, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, then on the last and like the bottom one, and I'm pretty sure it was just me that used to buy this and put it there. We had men's health, which for, mm. you know, I was 16 years old, probably like nine stone soaking wet. Like my, <laughs> literally, if I look at my arms now, my bicep was probably the same size as my wrist. Um, <laughs> And every year when that cover model competition came around, the younger, the younger guys who weren't like the big, because this was like a real bodybuilding gym as well. So the younger mm. guys who were that smaller build, that was something we aspired to. And it, it's not something I ever entered, but I remember it always became like a, like a bit of a thing. Like everyone was getting lean for summer anyway, because that's just what you did. And then we'd look at who won and like, you know, talk about their physique and how, mm. do, how do we kind of stack up so it was a big thing to me and I guess it's a it's I guess it's a marquee brand isn't it men's health it, we we all know it you know it worldwide mm. yeah and then I'd, I'd reached an age where I, I kind of thought that ship itself for me 
Um, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm happy to say this because I, I work, you know, I work for Men's Health, and this is yeah. I'm talking about my I'm talking about my colleagues here. <laughs> told me unequivocally, you will never be on the cover of Men's Health because you know oh, really? I, I had a, I had a big beard and I've got like tattoos <laughs> and stuff, and it was you know, well, you don't have to go back too far to see that wasn't really the look. Yeah, mm, yeah. there was definitely there was definitely a yeah, Men's yeah. Health look, and you know, like Tom Tom Kemp. Mm. He, he looks like he was he looks like he was engineered in a lab for the <laughs> yeah right? he's born, born for that role yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and I, i'm kind of really fortunate that we've had guys like jason momoa aldo kane so these other these other guys that i guess have a similar aesthetic yeah and then they asked me to they asked me to do the cover and it was it was odd it was surprising and it was really i think and this is maybe going a bit deep like quite a good metaphor for the rest of my life and how i try to live and what i try to achieve is to kind of i would rather be offered the cover from a position of we want to do a story about you inside mm. um because this is our you know our transformation we want to talk about your your training principles and the idea of having a sustainable body for life or what you know whatever it yeah. is uh, that to me um, it's much more fulfilling than, and this is not to take away from anyone's achievements, but it's much more fulfilling than if I had at the age of 18 decided I wanted to, you know, uh, sign up to a modeling agency. Mm. And then I was just picked from the books for being like, and again, I'm not trying to diminish from take away from anyone here, but for, for being like good looking guy with a six pack. Yeah. So to be asked, I guess, but on merit, Maybe it's yeah. America. I might just be totally <laughs> wrong here. It might just be because we didn't have the budget for a cover. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's lean times, but um, yeah, it was fantastic, and it was certainly, it was certainly kind of interesting to see myself there. So, so um, you feel like it was sweeter because you did it in your own way, effectively. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. And I, I can kind of measure that against like other other things i've done in life with the sim with the similar kind of principle and the fact is that there's stuff i've done in the mag which is arguably more important to me or you know ca carries kind of greater sort of gravitas to me mm. inside the mag um like for instance yeah. we, we did uh even like seeing my name when i when i came aboard as the fitness editor just seeing my name and, and i'd been in the mag before in pictures but just mm. seeing my name edited by Andrew Tracy just like those four small words on mm. that page that meant a huge amount to me because yeah I bet, you know, I bet people work their whole life for that sort of thing and mm. doing we you know we did the adventurous feature where we did the 24 hero words in 24 hours which we have done for the last few years mm. and that to me was huge because I got to write the feature uh, my brother Callum got to take the photos and my brother Will's did it with me and he was in the pictures in the mag and that for me yeah. you know fairly sort of without meaning to make my brothers in the room with me i don't want to make anyone mm. feel sick but i'm fairly sort of <laughs> family orientated yeah um so that was amazing um but the cover yeah it's definitely a very surreal it's a surreal kind of thing to see yourself in tesco's and <laughs> yeah <laughs> One one thing that I wanted to, to uh, ask as well, because I read it in the article, I was reading the article uh, in Men's Health, and it, it kind of ties back to Lou, who we are on last week. One thing we were asking him was before he started training and lifting, was there a sport 
that he was into before that and his was his was football so it was kind of more of a team-based sport and I know from your Instagram and other people will do if they've seen you know you're into your skateboarding BMXing and those those sort of sports are a lot more kind of solo pursuits so now when you um now when you see yourself as someone who's you know resourceful does that sort of tie back to starting out your training being a skateboarder or a bmxer does that kind of is that like an, an obvious translation if you see what i mean if that, if that makes yeah, sense yeah 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 100 um i mean i will preface this by saying that i was never a good skateboarder or <laughs> I, I was just worse at football and rugby um yeah. yeah i didn't do any the way i kind of say it is i didn't do any traditional sports right. uh you know I, I didn't like i wasn't raised on football for, mm. for whatever reason i just didn't i wasn't um and i wasn't kind of like posh enough to play rugby so uh, it doesn't leave you as much in this country really is it you end mm. up kind of being in that alternative kind of bracket and then i you know i fell into that when we were kids like when we were kids we'd call it just like being a grebo uh, <laughs> doing those sorts, well, i haven't know, heard that word of, in years oh, no. <laughs> doing yeah. those sort of yeah. alternative sports and um yeah, I hundred percent think it's influenced positively my ability to train and my abilities as a coach or trainer now, simply because there's no streamlined like you play for this club, you train on these evenings, we play yeah. on these grounds. There's none of that. Yeah. It's just go out and enjoy doing your pursuit. And mm. you know, you you've you you find places to do it and there there are it's actually not something i've thought about because i'm you know i'm 16 years removed from doing any of that stuff 16 years yeah. plus nearly 20 years and it wasn't something i really thought about until well into kind of doing this i guess like resourceful fitness stuff is that yeah, yeah i remember we would go out and we'd, we'd hop on the bus and we'd sit looking out the bus window and you'd look for a new set of stairs to try and jump yeah. Uh, you know mm. a, a good curb that's already been waxed that you can just practice on and there's not this sense of it's 90 minutes and done with the half time it's just <laughs> practicing your pursuit which does mm. carry over hugely yeah to to fitness and in terms of like the I was also into a lot of like toe rag activities I think you know like <laughs> climbing on roofs and just running through gardens just yeah. general <laughs> toe rag stuff like that <laughs> and i think again i think again that has had a huge impact on me because right down to the simple things like well look you can just do pull-ups on that and it i think you see things through a different lens yeah exactly um, and that has in, informed my fitness massively yeah because i don't feel that sense of i need to be mm. here where I need to yeah. train in the gym or I need this particular bit of kit and I think once I then got a professional education in you know anatomy and physiology in training yeah mm. it, it, those two things kind of merged to form this idea of an overhead press is an overhead press if you go around your whole life thinking it's a barbell military press what are you going to do when you don't have a barbell mm. if you yeah. can break things down in a into their constituent movement patterns, understand the intended stimulus. You can back engineer that and make it work with, you know, whether you're doing it, whether you do have the barbell or whether you need to use a sandbag or whether you're, you have nothing and you need to do a handstand press up. Understanding the mechanics 
of movement patterns, understanding mm. the the different stimulus you're trying to achieve and what effect that's going to have and what adaptation you want to cause, whether it be hypertrophy, whether it be, you know, like uh, training your lactic threshold to get mm. better at just performing that movement at a high volume of the speed. Once you start understanding those things and those principles, that's a much more powerful tool than simply knowing methods. And it's something I've seen, something that's kind of brought that into stark contrast, particularly, you know, during this lockdown is yeah. watching people who ostensibly know a lot about training. Um, you, know, you know, they're qualified, they're qualified PTs, let's say. Mm. And watching them say, just an example, do stuff with bands that looks like the movement they would do yeah. in the gym or it looks like the machine they would use in the gym except the strength curve they're creating isn't actually the same mm. it, yeah. they don't under you know because bands don't work in the same way where you know bands you're not working against gravity you're working mm. against the band's tension and when you see that you you realize like oh you don't actually understand the movement or the biomechanics mm. you just know the visuals this and, yeah, when I sit on this machine and move my arms in this direction, it works <laughs> my chest. Now, the bands don't yeah. work like that. Mm. Uh, so I, that's my advice to anyone is like the, the first thing you want to do is understand the basics of anatomy and physiology. Mm. Then the basics, you know, the biomechanics, the movements, uh, because those things are universally applicable. Mm. You know, and the carryover is massive. Yeah, yeah. To whatever training you're doing, you can then learn to backward engineer. Uh, and I just, I just call it having more tools in your toolbox, right? Mm. So when, when, so that leads me on quite nicely because you actually mm. touched upon it. Then, when, when you realised that you could back engineer these principles, and you kind of had that basic understanding of right, I know the movement patterns. I think I know how to apply it really well. When COVID uh, first came into everyone's uh, what do you call it in, into the mainstream yeah. when it when it finally kicked off were you inundated with questions mm. about at how how can i use this to uh, perform like do you know what i mean because you're like i said in my intro i'd call you what when when we think of you at we think of mm. move movement patterns and or exercises that wouldn't fit the mold the yeah. the general mold so I, my question to you is when covid kicked off People were worrying about not being in the gym. One of my first thoughts was, God, I bet 80 will still be doing some pretty cool workouts. Were you inundated with questions about how to use certain things or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I sort of preempted it a little bit because, <laughs> yeah. um, not, not preempted COVID, but kind of preempted that this would happen and yeah. just created some resources yeah. to answer the questions I knew were coming. Yeah. Uh, I think particularly on mental health we made a very it's funny actually we made a really conscious shift to be doing minimal equipment or body weight stuff and blah, yeah. blah 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 but because of my background of training with minimal equipment of training in hotel car park i mean i was already writing the workouts like that like yeah, previous yeah. to covid previous yeah. to covid i wasn't writing like you know lat pull down into like hammer strength iso chest press i was writing <laughs> double dumbbell snatch into double mm. dumbbell push press yeah. um mm. And it was interesting that people made the conscious choice to say to me, oh, we need to change to blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, well, mm. yeah, that's, we actually have been doing that. <laughs> doing that for ages, yeah. Haven't, haven't realised. Um, yeah. yeah, I did, I did uh, get 
I, I don't I don't think a lot of questions, but I think a lot of people referring other people onto me was something like okay, that. Yeah. In terms of, yeah. And I, I I saw that coming and I produced like a few kind of like free guides and stuff. If you've mm. got a sandbag, here's mm. 30 days of training with a sandbag and how to make one. If you've got a single dumbbell, it's a, it was more, I think, about helping people do the most possible with the least. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly noticed an uptick in in kind of interest, and but as it's gone on, that's only kind of increased, I suppose. But uh, now we're kind of in a position where everyone's pivoted to provide all these these sorts mm. of resources. Yeah, definitely. One thing I wanted to quickly ask: I remember ATS saw that you obviously started out your, I suppose, career in a commercial gym, like a kind of hardcore bodybuilding gym, when you kind of first started out. And you said that in the interview as well, that you've obviously spent time in and out of gyms throughout your time training now, or now maybe not so much, but now that we're in a lockdown, it doesn't really apply, but do you still have a gym membership somewhere else? Or are you almost solely now working out of, you know, off your own equipment? I know you've got like a yoke and things like that. I mean, do you have a membership now at all? And, or, you know, do you miss that side of training at all? Yeah, what's been interesting, I mean, I'll go back to the question on the whole, but this year particularly, um, so I ran a business in the events industry, mm. events construction. So that's, you know, traveling all over mm. the country. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of how this minimalistic, um, resourceful style was born. I wanted to continue. I wanted to get back into training when I started this in this mm. in that industry. And um you know started doing some bodyweight stuff and back engineering those principles like we talked about mm. what's been interesting is as we've gone into like the coronavirus mm. my you know event stopped event stopped over overnight i had no business so literally mm. overnight okay and um so you know we pivoted uh very fortunate you know i've got i've got a career also at men's health and we do other bits and pieces so we had to pivot um and as part of that, we took on this where I am now. We took on this office space, this workshop mm. that's actually in a gym. So uh, this, well, it's, it's above, it's above a brand new CrossFit box. So Was that CrossFit year, Huntsman? Huntsman, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So this year, when nobody has had really access to the gym, this gym's closed and it's beneath our office. <laughs> So obviously, you know, when we want to, we train here yeah. because yeah. uh, we, we, you know, we can still work and well, we can't mm -hmm. not work. No one's going to pay us to not work. So <laughs> kind of in this time and even right back at the beginning, before we were here, I had a well-stocked out garage gym and it was never mm. my intention to build a garage gym. I just began this minimal kit stuff yeah. and I, I would accrue more kit when I had a theory I wanted to test yeah. or I had a, you know, I would, my whole thing was like, right, I'm doing this minimal training style i'm training like in fields on my lunch break i'm training in hotel car parks and i wanted to see how far i could push this yeah can i go to a crossfit competition training with in a field on my lunch <laughs> breaks with a stack of bumpers and a bar um <laughs> can i enter a strongman competition training in like you know butlin's car park with a 50 kilo dumbbell that i bought from some guy on marketplace so i i, I just started accruing more kit 
And uh, mm. funnily enough, I've got, I've got a picture teed up to post tomorrow. At one point, I was like, right, this is too much for the van. It's going to wreck the suspension. And we're running out of <laughs> tools. So I was renting, a, uh, renting a, a shipping container to store it in. And then it's like, well, it wasn't intended to be a gym. It was intended to be a storage space that yeah. I could then yeah. switch in and out. So I would, ju- I would just, you know, I got a whiteboard there and I would train there when I was home, naturally. And then I moved to the house I'm in now. It's got a garage. So I stored everything there. Yeah. And then I started my relationship with, with Bulldog Gear. And I mm. uh, was fortunate that we kind of just replaced everything I'd been accruing on a like one for one basis. you know absolutely blessed like couldn't um you know couldn't be more fortunate for that so at the beginning of when all gyms closed i'd gone and i my business had gone so i wasn't traveling around the country i'd gone from the person (laughs) with like the least access of the least recourse (laughs) to fitness to suddenly like just outside (laughs) my door there's x amount of you know there's everything you could ever there's everything you could ever want and i did i you know that did actually I'm going to say that kind of must have damaged my pride a little bit because I felt like I'd lost a little bit of my identity. So mm. then I would still use the bare minimum of what we had. And we still, <laughs> we still built stuff and like we built a rig in the garden ourselves to say like, yeah, look, I know we've got all this stuff. Yeah. Mm. But we can, but yeah. if we didn't, we would do this. We would build yeah. this, you know, mm. uh, I do. I miss the gym. Yeah. I absolutely love the gym. I think it's brilliant. And this isn't like my, whole like ethos of like hashtag you are not your gym membership is nothing to do with not liking the gym yeah. at all i love mm. the gym you know i mm. coach uh i'm i've got a very i've got vested interests in more than one gym yeah it's just a case of like and this is something we're really seeing now of don't allow yourself to believe that without the gym you cannot train do not complete yeah. Yeah. exercise with the gym do not conflate your physical conditioning your physicality Mm. your exploration of that with the gym because there's millions of people who go without and they do a better job of it than i do you know yeah Uh, but for me it was just a case of like let's just spread this message of don't limit yourself whether that means you don't need to be in the gym five days a week maybe only three and do a bit at home or whether that means look if you can't afford a gym membership here's how to it's about breaking down barriers for me about breaking down those those barriers to entry that's something i'm very passionate about mm-hmm. and it's something i found myself rubbing up against during particularly in this last lockdown i can understand why people want their gyms back open again i'm all for that i will sign every petition in the world but, but i find it's very problematic to tell people that without the gym yeah you can't exercise that's yeah. almost propaganda to me and i i do completely understand um but it's just a bit like so what happens what happens when gyms reopen again to the you know it's a very kind of how can i put it it's a dangerous message i think i know mm. some people let's say some people's mental health does it's very contingent on whether or not they can get to the gym that's fantastic so what are we saying are we saying that only people that can afford gym memberships Mm-hmm. can have access to this like panacea of goodness or what what's going to happen when the gyms reopen and people realize that actually all their problems aren't solved <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a lot to hinge and i mean this in a serious way and i like i say i would do everything i can and sign every petition and talk to whoever about having gyms become essential mm. 
But is it essential that we tell people that they need a gym? I don't think that it is. Mm. And I think it could do more harm than good. But what do I know? <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a really interesting point to think about that way around, for sure. And I was going to say, I remember Roy was going to ask, because we were talking before you came on the throne, AT, about um, the Huntsman, the gym. And I don't know if Rory wanted to ask a, a little bit about that. I've just seen quite a bit of it on uh, Instagram. And I know you played quite a big part in sort of rigging it out, didn't you? Um, it just looks like a really cool facility. And you said that you've got your office base there at the moment. So again, po- post-COVID, is the plan to sort of, sort of still continue uh, providing content from Huntsman or are you going to go back to more of a sort of minimal approach or what's, what's the thinking there, like sort of post-COVID? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I mean, we're here. We're staying here. This is our, it's our workshop. This week, I've actually made the, the call to start... Um, I found myself in a, you know, I'm not, I'm not too proud to say this. I found myself in a little bit of a rut and I wanted to kind of identify, uh, you know, what, what have been successful strategies for me in the past. And I think Mm. my schedule at the moment is such that it can go from what am I even doing tomorrow to that, you know, now I've got three days worth of stuff that needs to be done by six o'clock tonight. It's a very crazy Mm. time. I was very used to as much as the hours were, hellish i was very used to just leaving the house at half five in the morning and coming back at nine o'clock at night <laughs> yeah. and it, that kind of signs it, your hands are very tired then mm-hmm. like i was on site all day there was nothing i can do and now I, over the last year i've had to adjust to this idea of on the days when there's not much to do do the you know take on the projects of my own that i want to tackle mm. yeah don't be too harsh on myself mm. of like because I'm still in this very much in this, it's hard to shift down after years of being go, 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 yeah. 100 hours a week. Mm. You can leave you feeling kind of like on edge yeah. Um, when there's nothing to do. So this week I kind of made the conscious decision to try and get back into some old patterns. I'm like, look, let's just start training in the garage again. Uh, yeah. I think particularly when I'm here, it's just a case of like, what time are we can train? There's nothing regimented. When I was working on a site, 10 o'clock, the boys would still, you know, we'd be on site from like 7 a.m. or whatever it was. 10 o'clock, the boys would stop for breakfast. I'd do a 20-minute email on a uh, or at lunchtime. And then in the evening, get back to the hotel, stop, you know, stop in a shop on the way, grab your food, get into the hotel, um, next to coffee or pre-workout, have a cold shower, head out into the car park, train. It was all very regimented and it was all yeah. very systematic and there was no willpower involved because it was just habitual. Yeah. And then, to, you know, it's like pulling the handbrake on. Yeah. And uh, I last year I had some really good focuses. I'd say, you know, we had, uh, I did an ultra duathlon earlier on in the year. I was already training for an Ironman. So we shifted mm-hmm. down to that when, the idea of going to Greece was off the cards. Did an ultra mm-hmm. triathlon, did the 24 hours of hero wads, which was a good training mm-hmm. focus. Then I had the kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to do a shoot to be on the cover of Men's Health. So I, you know, shifted yeah. my training around, around that. And then I've got, you know, I've been hit with a few injuries and a lot of personal stuff. And I think all of, all of everything that's happened in last year kind of caught up with me mm-hmm. and just sent me into a big rut training wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I guess 
I want to get back to those basics that I know have worked for me. Yeah. I could definitely do it in Huntsman. Yeah. But it's almost it's almost like I just need to shake myself out of apathy a little bit <laughs> by going out into the cold. Mm. Getting out into the cold and just getting the work done mm. instead of being like spoiled here. This is an incredible facility. Like you mentioned it there, like we built the rig and the stuff here and it's amazing what Chris and Hannah have done. Um Perhaps I think I think moving forward into the future. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing set in stone. Mm. Um, a lot of what, in terms of like conserving my time, a lot of what I've got to do has to work for me. In terms of like content, it has to work for me. It has to work for Bulldog, and it has to work for men's health. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be an element of like I'll spin those plates. Yeah, but I mean for. <laughs> being here in Huntsman actually makes sense or being at Farm Fitness makes sense because it can cover all of those. Yeah. Whereas, you know, men's, let's say a large part of the men's health demographic maybe aren't interested in a guy that like wears swimming shorts and (laughs) is like nothing else but swimming shorts and a cap. And he's got one kettlebell in a car park in Sheffield. (laughs) Like they perhaps have a more sophisticated palette. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I think I will. What I will endeavour to do is marry the two. One thing that has mm. never changed, whether I'm here or whether I'm at home or on the road, is the actual. You know, the principles remain the yeah. same. The, the approach, it, yeah, it really, yeah, they they really do. I mean, even a CrossFit box, really, you don't really have access to a lot more than dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells. Yeah. It's still still pretty basic stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, fundamental not basic not in a negative way it's, it's the fundamental yeah, no, stuff yeah, yeah. that works and right. at home we experiment and we we build stuff to try and emulate this stuff that maybe is a little bit more out there you know we play around with jammer arms and we play around with what you can do with bands and straps and uh, i could actually see myself going more that way okay like this idea we'll see we'll see i mean I, yeah. i'm happy to just be reactive but Mm. if people are taking more of a vested interest in training at home then i'd rather make stuff that complements that helps people with that you know my own training will always be what it is uh but if i can help people you know let's say someone's come from a commercial gym background and now they've made the choice to train at home they've seen the oh look Mm. i get more time with my kids i get more time just watching netflix or whatever when i'm not (laughs) going to the gym when I'm doing it from home, let's show them how they can best emulate the environment they've come from. It, you know, mm. uh, in terms of like, how can we make cable setups and just things like that. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really take the social media thing that that seriously. Like I don't, I'm not someone who'd like plan content uh, because I've always been fortunate enough to have interests, you know, financially outside of that. Yeah. So yeah. No, I've I've been lucky enough to just be able to say, oh, like in terms of, you know, in terms of monetizing it, it's always just been in a case of, oh yeah, this seems cool. I'll do this. Not a case mm-hmm. of, well, I could really. That's not to say, actually, that's probably a miss a lie because there have been times where I've been like, oh yeah, that would be a. I'll go <laughs> yeah. do this. It's, uh, I did an advert for like Brita filter water. I was just. <laughs> look it up online it's hilarious um because i was just <laughs> awful i had to read a script and i couldn't remember it for the life of me but yeah in terms of like making content come come what may really come what may yeah nice 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm conscious of, of time, AT. I mean, we still got like five or so minutes, but I mean, we were saying to Lou last week, but I feel like we need to get you on for like a, a round two, just to kind of go into a few things in in a few more, de- in some more detail. But um, I suppose just one kind of last question, I suppose that kind of rounds off what you were just saying, I guess. But now at the moment, we are in lockdown, Rory was mentioning about post lockdown. But now currently, how are you, you know, dividing your time? What are you putting your your energy into? What does a kind of a day look like or a week look like for AT? You know, what kind of projects are are ongoing for you right now? Uh, it depends how much like firefighting I'm doing on any given day. It depends what my inbox looks like. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, like I actually, I actually have a diary system where I do divide this by my endeavors, but mm. we kind of have adult PE. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a, I guess you say, brand I'm working on with my brothers. So, we, you know, we do a monthly drop of adult PE clothing. Um, so a big percentage of my time goes into that. Yeah. We have the the gym install business, as you mentioned before, like we are doing installs for Bulldog and uh, like, like privately as well. Not that there's much gym kit to be bought in yeah. the current mm. climate. Uh, oh, that's dear. one thing. <laughs> I'm, full, I'm full time at, at Men's Health. I'm the fitness editor there. Yeah. I've, always been very lucky that even pre-covid the job was kind of handed to me and it was like a case of look we know you work all over the country doing your defense business and i'm able to work flexibly yeah as i want as i want you know as long as i'm turning in the work as and when that's really turned up over the last year though the we you know we're there's some really exciting stuff going on with men's health yeah um kind of blending what we do in print into digital and trying to get out a i'm gonna put this a higher level of um, content and information for perhaps a more discerning audience the people who want to have 12-week programs the people who people Mm. who want to understand a bit more of the nitty-gritty and not necessarily just like you know what trainers to wear yeah and Mm. people can people can come in and whatever uh, you know whatever level they want that's absolutely cool with me but if you want a bit more that's what we're aiming to produce now uh, with a new kind of new website that's going on some really cool. interesting things in the works with uh bulldog bulldog gear like such a i feel very blessed to be able to work mm. in a really sort of color this isn't kind of like an ambassador thing where i get like a bulldog hat and you've got a bulldog hat <laughs> use my, use my code <laughs> yeah exactly i have yeah. to i haven't even got a code <laughs> to do like a no. certain amount of posts a week like we work very organically um I do the Bulldog Gear podcast to them, which was like my yeah. idea. And they're like, yeah, cool, go for it. Awesome. And we're working on some new product design, which is really good. I mean, to be honest, I just I just love fitness, right? <laughs> and I want to work. I want to, I try to be and have skin in this game at every level. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I think it leads to a greater understanding of all the levels. Like mm. I do online coaching. I produce, um, online programming etc and when i go out and install gyms for people on top of that it gives me a great sense of understanding what's happening to those programs once they leave yeah my website yeah. uh and it just the more um yeah the more sort of skin in the game i can have uh, the better yeah and i guess i just divide my time between between those things you know project for me projects for bulldog project for men's health projects for adult PE and I'm very fortunate that being sat in the middle of all of those 
yeah. enables it to be kind of there's a lot of carryover from one thing to the other yeah and, and i'm blessed in that those people that i'm working with they want something from me that is me and that's easy yeah. to do it's easy yeah. to do yeah. uh, i'm just providing just just chunks of myself or my insight <laughs> into these things yeah. uh but yeah that's kind of how i it's it's odd because i feel like i went from doing there were you know when i i do the timesheets in the events business and there were times when we'd regularly go 30 or 40 days about a single day off and they'd be 90 hour weeks oh. and i'd still be training i'd still be writing programs i'd still be doing remote coaching in the evenings and whatnot and it it was certainly exhausting um but i do i do genuinely miss it mm. and there's times now when it's very hard yeah, yeah, it was a big end. You know, there's a, there's an expression that if you want something done, get a busy person to do it because they're very good at either saying no or fitting it in. Yeah. it in. And like now, when I swear, how long is a piece of string where, um, you know, my level of procrastination has certainly risen. It's why I actually try and take more things on so that I'm more regimented in what I do. Yeah, so you have to do like, it. Oh, yeah. I've got Structure. all day to do that one thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Just structuring your day um, accordingly and, like, just having a good to-do list I awesome. think enables you to get a lot more done. Yeah, more. Oh, God, 100%. I mean, we are going to have to wrap it up there, unfortunately, AT, but God, what a resume, what a, <laughs> what a selection of projects on the show. <laughs> it's good to hear that you're still keeping busy. I know, it's the dream. Those. Yeah, 100%. I mean, all the listeners, especially, especially from, for us. Yeah, Trainsperson, yeah, Ros and I, we wanted to hear a bit more about, you know, what your what your day was like, your week was like, and yeah, those projects are, are awesome. I mean, really quickly, we're going to have to obviously let you plug some of your social medias. Um, if you don't follow... AT already and you're listening to this podcast that would be very unusual because <laughs> almost all of our yeah, members yeah. We, we, met you in person. we don't want you listening yeah we don't want you <laughs> listening if you don't follow AT already but, um, <laughs> yeah if you don't it's the Andrew andrew.tracy uh, on Instagram and yeah you've got all your stuff on there to the Bulldog and your own podcasts and IGTVs but yeah I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time man it's been great to speak to you yeah thank you man yeah, hundred percent. Thank you for asking me, guys. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and um, you know, if you want to do it again, just shout. I'm more than happy to, more than happy to come on again. Yeah, cheers, awesome. man. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, we'll take it Thanks, easy, guys. AT, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. man.